0: show good to have you on on this monday cooler monday but uh, hey it's sunshiny like it coming up later on this afternoon four o'clock the introduction of luke fickle is the next head coach for the wisconsin badgers football program we're going to carry a lot of that stuff tomorrow on the show good to have mo agger by the way in case you missed it mo agger from espn uh, radio in cincinnati gave us a really good lowdown on luke fickle coming into this situation if you haven't heard it already Right after the show, go to the, uh, go to the podcast page. Whether it's Google, whether it's Apple iTunes or Spotify, you can find it. Listen to the second hour of the program. And uh, Mo Egger gave us a real good breakdown and answered a lot of questions about Luke Fickle and what the Badgers are going to be getting. Got Mike Clemens coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, let's get back at it. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see here, we got Doug listening to us in Luxembourg. Doug, how you doing today, man? What's going on?
1: Hey there, Bill. Doing good. A couple, couple things, one on the Badgers, one on the Packers. Uh, uh, I just, I like the way the Badgers are handling this. I think it's time for a change all the way around. I, you know, Personally, I think Jim Leonard has been like, the head coach of the Badgers for the last three or four years. And I think if you just kept him around to coach the coach of defense, you're just going to get more of the same. And I think it's time for a change. That's all I'm going to say on that. Uh, Packers... I think uh, I know, it's a combination of talent. I think we do overrate some of the talent on this team, but coaching to like you say third and six, and you're playing ten yards deep. I don't know if that's just the the coach's call, or if the the player doesn't have any confidence. They're so afraid of getting beat deep that they'll get, they'll get bled to death in the game, you know. Yep. I, I think things.
0: they get that I think they get that beat in their head. Nobody gets behind you. Obviously, we saw it happen when Kevin King in that game against uh, Tampa Bay in the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field got burned in the uh, end of the first half. And since then, it's been like, keep everything in front of you. Don't let anything behind you. It doesn't matter what happens. And you still die a death. It's just you're dying a death by a thousand cuts. Yep. Uh,
1: one big point in the, in the game last night. You know, it didn't matter in the long run, but in the first half, with about two minutes and 40 seconds left in the game, uh, Packers are driving. You know, good chance to take the lead going into the half. Uh, they ran the ball. I don't know. I think four or five straight times, and they got two or three first downs. And there was they're around the 50-yard line, and it's first and ten. And they try they try some type of trick trick play to go deep, they end up getting sacked. Then they got sacked mm-hmm. again and again. You know, why do they keep doing this stuff? Why can't this team ever be patient and, and run it out like the other teams, you know? You die a slow death while well, you have a slow win. It's like they just can't wait to take that shot, and it, it's killing them. And uh, yeah. one more point, the I think the team eventually takes on the, the characteristics of the coach, and this team just isn't able in the big games to enforce their will upon anybody. Uh, it's just so soft. Dean Lowry plays on roller skates. The guy lines up uh, right defensive end, not a running play in his direction. He ends up on the other side of the other hash,
0: mm-hmm. you know? Right.
1: And it just, Josh Myers, too, on offense. You know, I'm sick and tired of watching him stand behind the running back while the running back's fighting for yards. It's just ridiculous This how soft this team is, and I think that comes down to the coaching staff. So those are my comments. Thanks for taking
0: my call. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Um, you know, you go back to uh, Rodgers taking the sack. It, they, they took a sack, and then I think they ran the ball, and then they took another sack, and then it was after that O'Donnell comes in and punts. And it was, it was a shame because uh, yesterday as well, after the Keyshawn Nixon big uh, you know, kickoff return, they're at midfield, and instead they just ended up going backwards. Uh, but you, you talk about, uh, you know, kind of taking what's there and why are you always going downfield. Rodgers is always looking for the matchup and the guy that he wants. He just always is, which is why it was, you know, because the, the Packers had not converted on five of their third down attempts with Aaron Rodgers. The first one of the night came, it, it was, a, I believe it was like a seven-yard pass to Alan Lazard when Jordan Love was in there, and he looked decisive in the pocket, got rid of the football quickly, you know, did it on, a, on that shallow route off to the right, And then obviously on that crossing pattern was decisive with a good zip on the ball to Christian Watson. It was everything that was opposite of his starting debut last season in Kansas City. You know, he couldn't make the easy plays. You know, the Chiefs were blitzing him constantly. He looked indecisive. He looked like he he really wasn't sure of himself. Last night, he stood tall in the pocket, man. Uh, It looked like something in the offseason clicked. For him, and I I give him credit. You know, for as much as and as hard as I've been on Jordan Love, um, last night I will say in a quarter's worth of football, he looked pretty damn good. No doubt about it. Bill, they just they just ran out of
2: possessions. They were coming back to win that game
0: with him. We all know that. Right. That was just the same thing as when. uh, And by the way, I think Gerard said it earlier that this is the anniversary. Was the anniversary of. Rodgers coming in and, and playing against the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know what the exact date was. I think it's this week at some point. Yeah. Uh, but uh, same thing with uh, that game with Rodgers. When Rodgers came in, he just ran out of time. Hey, they were down so far and getting beat up, and the time was so short. I, I really believe had they had another 5, 10 minutes on the clock, Rodgers brings it back and 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 uh, and and doing it. Uh, I think he ends up bringing it back and giving it to him.
2: I've seen enough. I'm ready for the Jordan Love era. Yeah. Uh,
0: I don't know if I'm ready to go that far, but uh, last night instilled a little more confidence in me. I'll go that far. I will say that. Uh, Let's do this. Let's go to Greg uh, listening to us out in Madison. Greg, how you doing, man? What's up?
3: Hey, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. I have a question. Uh, We haven't really gotten a good answer. Whatever happened to the old days where the punter – Especially when, like the ball is in midfield, they would aim for the coffin corner. Right. Uh, it seems like a lot of punts now go into the end zone. Uh, I just I don't understand why they don't directional kick towards the, you know, towards the coffin corner. Get the ball if it's better on the six, eight, ten yard line than at the twenty five.
0: Right. The, uh, the the premise is that if you get a punter that kicks high and far enough, that your coverage will actually run under it and stop the ball from bouncing into the end zone. Therefore, you don't need the coffin corner. Uh, to me, if it, you know, cough, first of all, coffin corner kicking is an art. There's an art to that. There's, I, I would assume there's probably not a whole lot of guys that can do it consistently because that's not the way they've been trained. But secondly, they just believe that you've got enough speed that you can get downfield, that you can put it to one side of the hashes or the other, kind of pin them in a little bit, use the sideline as a 12th man. But ultimately, you're running down there to either get a fair catch or get under the football and knock it out of the end zone before it actually takes a bound into the end zone. That... That's more philosophical reasons as to why they don't do it so much. Appreciate the phone call. 877-867-1670. Uh we got Mike Clements coming up here in about seven, eight minutes, so hang in there. Tony in Sussex, you're on the line. Tony, what's going on today, man?
4: Hey, Bill. Um, I got a couple things here, and this has bothered me for a long time with, with defensive players, especially with with cornerbacks, everything when it comes to tackling. They're missing a lot of tackles, a lot. They just don't ramp up. They don't mm-hmm. ramp up because they don't want to get hurt. OK, so they're yep. going to arm tackle. They're, they're going to put their head down and their shoulder into someone. And hopefully they're going to knock them down. I mean, that's definitely that's what that to me. That's what that's all about. No one wants to stick their helmet right. The numbers when there's a fullback come, you know, coming like a freight train at you. None
3: mm-hmm. of those
4: guys do that. And I think um, Joe Barry, I think his system is totally flawed. I think he's got to go. I mean, just like, you know, he, they play too far off the pass all the time. He just had no answer for last night, and it was just ridiculous. Um, the guy that called earlier and said that with LeFleur, um no, I think Lafleur's a great coach, and he's only going to get better. And, um, I want to see him. The offense played pretty good last night. He scored 33 points. Right, okay, a running game. I like the way they're using a the running game. And, and I'll say one other thing when it comes to Jordan Love, I'm excited about Jordan Love when he gets his opportunity, and I hope they don't let him go, you know, because, you know, they don't want to pay him for another year or whatever. I, I think he's the future. I think, you know, he. he remember COVID was going on. He didn't get mm-hmm. the quarterback camps that everybody else normally would get. He was behind. And, and sometimes, you know, guys, you know, a lot of times these guys come out of college. Rodgers was the same way. He used to hold the football different. They, they, they changed the way you hold the football. Sometimes they change the whole thing, your whole footwork, the way you, you throw it. And um, I don't know. I've I've seen enough that, you know, even even last night. I mean, from what people are saying in practice, and I I get it. That's practice, but a lot of players are saying he's he's just he'll be a starting quarterback and a good one. And mm-hmm. I I really th- I liked the way his attitude was just just the way he didn't look razzled or scared. Nothing. You know, he just went down and he did his business. And uh, I, I I'm excited about that. But Joe Barry, I, man, he's got to go. I can't stand his scheme as long as he's there. Um, I don't believe you need someone that's going to scream in your face. That doesn't do anything. Maybe when I was a kid, that did. You know, right? But the, the the player of today, you got to teach them. You know, you just have to have better schemes. And one thing though is this, and it it goes on in the league, and it's always going to go on this 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 tackling where the defensive back puts their shoulders down. They put their shoulders on, and I, you know, or they, you know, and they end up hitting the guy, maybe trying to hit him with his back or whatever. But nobody. Well,
0: sometimes they just dive at him like a like a human right. missile, just hoping to trip him.
4: Right, and then that, then you over pursue. You don't really have your head up, so you know what the heck's going on. Plus, what I, and and I don't see anybody put their helmet right in the numbers, and that's what I was always taught. That's I mean, mm-hmm. right? You put their... right? You know, but they don't. People don't want to get hurt. You know, I mean, yeah. and I really believe that's part of it too. When they see a, you know, a guy. You know, a big guy like Bettis or someone, you know, when we play Tennessee, who wants to put the number, you know, it's just how it is. And, and, um, but you just think of the people we have all, we hit out that are hurt on defense. You know, we don't, we really don't have our team.
0: Yeah. You didn't have Rashawn Gary. You didn't have Devondre Campbell. Eric Stokes isn't back. You got three starters missing off your defense right away. I agree with that. Pre, you know what? I, let's do this. I appreciate the phone call. I got to run. We got to get to Mike Clements, who's uh, going to be standing by. We're going to uh, take a quick break, come back. Mike and I will talk. Mike's going to give us a lot of the locker rooms last night and uh, what the thought was coming out of Lincoln Financial as the Packers ended up getting beat 40 33 on the road. And uh, while there is that tiny, 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 tiny glimmer of light at the end of the playoff tunnel, it is all. But extinguished. I, I think I woke up this morning, and was reading a 3% chance for the Green Bay Packers to actually make it to the postseason. They are not mathematically eliminated as of yet, but it is it is beyond on life support. I think at this point in time, if, if they were a doctor, they'd be calling the family in and giving the last rites just before they uh, pulled the plug, so... It's uh, it's 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 not a good situation. Let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery, and uh, had some of that over the weekend. Had some good Forgotten Fire over the weekend. It's good to get local. You know they are right there in Peshtigo, Wisconsin. Good local winery. Jake, the master winemaker, uh, Chris and Melissa. The owners up there, they do such a fantastic job. So stop in to the winery in Pestigo. Look for it by name, ForgottenFireWinery.com. That's ForgottenFireWinery.com. Or if you can't make it to the winery, stop into a liquor store, grocery store, wine store, and ask for it by name. They carry all different types, so there's something. If you like a Pinot Grigio, they got it. If you like yourself a Merlot, got it. Cab, got it. Whatever it happens to be, they make it, and they make it fun. That's what their motto is, fun in a bottle. Go to Forgotten. FireWinery.com. That's forgotten. FireWinery.com. Mike Clemens joining me next in the Bill Michael Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show
4: on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Jordan Love. 37. Here he is. Throwing in the middle. It's caught by Watson. He's got great speed. Turning the corner. Christian Watson down the sideline. And he will score. Whoa. Hang on. Love to Watson to a one-score game.
5: I take a lot of pride in my speed. I think that's a big part of my game. Uh, so, you know, anytime I can create a little bit of separation uh, and, you know, just get that edge, uh, obviously there's opportunity for big plays. Welcome back. Good to have you.
0: Phil Michaels Show. Enjoying the day. Good stuff, and uh, although it was in a loss last night, good connection. Christian Watson, obviously, uh, and I'd said it earlier in the show, he took off like uh, it's the end of the world. I mean, uh, there was nobody that was going to catch him last night. He just made it look real easy. Joining us now on the hotline, uh, our buddy uh, Mike Clemens is here. So, Michael, Christian Watson, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's had a tremendous stretch uh, the problem is, it's just been kind of for naught because the teams team team's still losing games.
3: Six touchdowns in three games, uh, another new rookie franchise record. Some some guy back in 1952 I'd never heard of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he had it was six targets, four receptions, 110 yards total. The 63 yarder on the crossing route. You know, Jordan Love comes in after we've spent uh, you know three quarters of the game, and frankly about a third of the season watching Aaron Rodgers in pain, now knowing that he's been playing with a fractured thumb. Mm-hmm. Uh, last night, uh, you know, Watson comes and connects on that 63-yarder, that crossing route, and just simply outruns, you know, safety in a corner. Gets a very nice block from Al Lazard down there uh, near the goal line. And so uh, we asked Christian Watson after the game uh, a, a, you know, about how he, how he was feeling of achieving this in terms of these, you know, all he does is score touchdowns. And what was Jordan Love like in the huddle last night?
5: Uh, I think he was calm, cool, and collected. Uh, I thought like he came in like he had been, you know, had been doing it all season. Uh, so, you know, I think he, I think he came in and, and you know gave us the opportunity we needed. It's a, it's a team game, um, so you know I'm, I'm not, um, you know, happy about about anything unless you know we're we're being successful as a team. Uh, you know, it may sound cliche, but uh, you know I'm passionate about about competing. I'm passionate about winning football games. I'm passionate about football in, in general. So, uh, I mean, if we're not winning, the, you know, everything else is uh, it doesn't matter.
0: Um, You know, Jordan Love became kind of a, a story in that last quarter last night, Mike. And I talked about it. He did not look great in that Kansas City game last year. Uh, he made mistakes. He didn't look decisive. Wasn't quick with his passes last night. Quick to get rid of the ball. Looked decisive. Good footwork. Strong arm. Put it on a line. I thought it was a, a vast... Now, granted, one quarter is not a career make, but I thought it was a vast improvement for him.
3: Yeah, if it was even a quarter. Because what drove me nuts was... All right. He's now brought this game back to within one touchdown, and he stands on the sidelines for seven minutes, which we'll talk more about. That was just ridiculous that the Packers defense could not get off the field there toward the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, But Love ended up being six for nine, 113 yards, a QBR in that short stint of 146.8. And, you know, he has seemed different to me. This is why I interviewed him. A couple of weeks ago, because I thought we were going to come to this point, uh, I didn't see how they were going to turn things around. I thought you might see some more Jordan Love time, and there's, he's probably going to get a lot more media attention now if that's what happens. But he said, "Yeah, you know, after waiting three years, he finally got his shot to go out there and try and pull out a game."
2: You know, I can hang my hat on that. That's the moment I've been preparing for, like I said, this whole season. You never know when it will come. But, uh, yeah, you know, especially in a game like this, like I said, my mindset was let's go win. You know, let's go make a comeback and go win. Don't let it be like oh, the backup saying the game's over, you know. Um,
6: let's go try and win it.
0: It was interesting. I know that John Kuhn on the sideline last night said that Aaron Rodgers was dealing with an uh, oblique, I think was the original report, and then uh, Rodgers obviously confirmed it is ribs. So now you wonder one how bad it is and how long it's going to take him to get back and as he said if he can play he still wants to play.
3: Yeah, uh, I think on the network the replay showed in the the hit he took in the third quarter and he was going down and he had two or three eagles on top of him and you were trying to say all right, is that the thumb that got hit by a helmet or wait, he's he's up now he's sort of holding his side, his ribs or so, and so Rodgers was asked about, you know, what was the injury after the game?
7: That's ribs. Um, And it was in the first half, and then got kind of re-aggravated in the third quarter. Just having a hard time breathing and rotating my upper body, so I was worried uh, about a punctured lung as well. So I want to get that checked out. Um, Get a scan tomorrow. So because they announced oblique in the press box, but is it? It's a rib injury, not an oblique? Yes, yeah, not an oblique. Do you think it's broken? Is that thoroughly indication? Uh, it was hard to tell on the x-rays, um, so we're going to do some more tomorrow. How about the longer? Long's fine. Is it a possibility of shutting down for the rest of the year? Mm, I don't think so. You know, as long as I check out fine tomorrow, we'll uh, – Expect to play this weekend. Oh, you think you might? Yeah. There's only to check out okay tomorrow.
0: You know, Mike, it was interesting because one of the only times I saw Matt LaFleur smile the entire night was after uh, Jordan Love hit that pass to Christian Watson.
3: Right, right. Well, you know, it's a sense of relief. Um, you know, as for as for Aaron Rodgers, uh, first of all, he's smart enough to know, okay, if I got a cracked rib, then the next thing I need to worry about is is the is there a punctured lung? They took an X-ray at the stadium. It was inconclusive. That's why he wants an MRI today. So he wants to know what he's dealing with. Am I dealing with a cracked rib? Is there any damage to the lungs? Uh, you know, what's what's my next step moving forward? But, you know, he, he still wants to play. He's here to play. Uh, he wants those games. He's not interested in advancing the career Jordan Love. Then somebody said, well, you know, is it? Is are you doing this because, you know, because someone suggested to him, why don't you to shut down? Just rest up, get ready for next year. And, you know, he said, I haven't made a decision on next year. Which means, you know, we're going to go through that whole thing in the off season, right? Mm-hmm. You know, right. they're not going to go to the playoffs. He's going to see what happens if they keep Tom Clements as his quarterback coach or what do they do with Mercedes Lewis or Mason Crosby or Randall Cobb. You know, other... he's going to wait and see what good says has up his sleeve. Lafleur does in the in the following months before he makes his decision if he's going to come back to the twenty three Packers. So in the meantime, yeah, you asked Matt Lafleur flat out. Uh, so you know, I mean, Jordan Love came off the bench and looked hot. What did you think of number 10's performance?
6: I'm not shocked, to be honest with you, that he went out there and, and played well and showed great poise. Uh, that we see it on a daily basis, you know, in practice. And I know. Um, you know, people might not necessarily agree with that, but I see it every day. And um, I think he's a guy that has continued to get better and better each and every day in practice and um, gives just does a great job against our defense, giving them, giving them fits and giving them really tough looks. You
7: have to kind of anticipate even if the injury to Aaron isn't real severe, that
6: you're still going to be without him for a game or two? Well, I, I, I don't even want to get into that right now. I, I would never speculate on that. Um, Aaron's If Aaron's healthy and ready to go, then I anticipate him being out there.
0: Now, that was the other thing, Mike, that, you know, as Matt LaFleur put it, he, if, if they believe if Rodgers is ready to go and Rodgers has stated that, hey, if, I'm mathemat- if we're not mathematically eliminated, then I want to go. So you got to figure that he's going to go unless you know the doctors tell him otherwise. You know,
3: Bill, what do you think is the best decision for the team with the five remaining games?
0: I think that if Rodgers is hurting at all, I think that probably Jordan Love. It's time to take a look at. It. Why not? Yeah,
3: I'll tell you what, Bill. You know, to to to, uh, <laughs> to Aaron Rodgers, you know, persona. I, I hate to use the word ego. Man, you don't want to be that quarterback like Drew Brees. Those guys look so old, you know. Like they age 10 years. Mm-hmm. If all right, we're not going to the playoffs, so the veteran quarterback is going to sit out. He'll come back next year. He's going to stand there and hold a clipboard and have a you know winter cap on and and you know whisper into the young man's ears that that looks horrible. And and I think these guys think about their image that way. Uh, but you know, Aaron Rodgers is here to play. He wants he wants right. every opportunity to play. There. They have a slight, slight chance. I mean, you know, the Vikings and other teams would have to totally collapse over the next five weeks. Um, but if if it's not a cracked rib, if it's just bruised, and they can shoot it up and put on maybe an extra pad or something like that, and he wants to trot out there and own the Bears again at Soldier Field, which the fans would like. The fans have right. paid money for this game. They want to see Aaron Rodgers on the field, right? Mm-hmm. So, Matt LaFleur was asked, You know, he said, don't be surprised if Aaron Rodgers trots out there at Soldier Field on Sunday.
6: This is one of the toughest dudes I've ever been around. So I don't ever for one second question his toughness, his desire to be out there, his desire to compete. Matter of fact, he apologized to me and I'm like, don't ever apologize to me. Like, I'll never question that. This guy is the ultimate competitor.
0: Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll pick up where we left off. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. A lot to get to as we break down what uh, what happened yesterday. We'll say uh, and kind of do that. So stick around. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up and it's coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
7: You know, we moved the football basically most of the night against a good defense. We only had like 40 or 50 plays or something, and they had over 70, so that was uh, obviously a big difference. But you know, we put up 33 points and battled against the number one seed. I think there's a lot to feel good about. Obviously, uh, defense is going to you know not feel great about some of those things, and obviously I turned the ball over twice, but we uh, put ourselves in position.
0: There you go. Those are the words of Aaron Rodgers. They were in position. They could have done a little bit of damage. They uh, had a couple of turnovers that were, uh, you know, untimely. And uh, ultimately, the defense just simply couldn't get the job done. I mean, there was just a combination of things. Joining us on the hotline, uh, our buddy Mike Clemens is here. So, Mike, uh, you know, (laughs) the defense, uh, we'll go back to that. Because as much as we talk about the offense and the fact that they showed some fight and they were actually able, able to put up some points, the defense stunk. I mean, to, to give up that many rushing yards, you almost have to try to do it they were that bad.
3: There are so many uh, things flying around for me today uh, regarding the defense. And it, I think it starts with watching the Colts hold the Eagles at Lucas Oil Stadium for three and a half quarters last week. And Matt Ryan kept the ball on the Colts' side with pretty good Jonathan Taylor runs but also short passes, dinking and dunking, and, and accurate. And there were some times where Matt Ryan was under pressure from that uh, that tough Eagles front, uh, but he still was able to get the ball off on time at 38 years old. It was, I mean, he was just, it, you know, he was like a second chapter his, to his career. And it wasn't until toward the very end of the game that Jalen Hurts ran on a couple of short quarterback sneaks on fourth down, which I just find so weird. <laughs> You're using your quarterback right. like a fullback, when you're one yard away, but then he started running with the football, and it ended up making the difference. So the point is, is that for three and a half quarters, the Colts had a tape that said, "Look, if you can cover four guys and put one or two on contain, Jalen Hurts is not going to come out of there." And that, and no way did Joe Barry's scheme resemble that. And you had a blueprint for it, and you don't have the defensive line that the Commanders had the week before, who beat the Eagles. Uh, And, they, you know, the Eagles suffered some injuries in that game, which also set them back. But the Eagles come back and score the most points of the season on Joe Barry's defense. The Eagles Mm -hmm. are winning games 20-17, you know, 23-17. They put up 40 last night, Bill. And Jalen Hurts is now in the record books. Listen to what a motivational guy that the young quarterback is for the Eagles.
5: My message to the team I mean, if we're being honest, was, you know, you we invest so much time into this. You work so hard for this. You you miss time with family. You, you work late nights and early mornings. You know, you, you put so much time into this. So, you know, go out there and give it your all. Go out here and play together. You know, appreciate this uh, time we have to play this game and, you know, show some gratitude towards it by playing to the standard. Yeah, I, you know,
0: I get it. It was just an awful performance. I don't know how else to put it. It was just a bad tackling performance. It was the defense couldn't stop anybody. It was, you know, when you talk about Jalen Hurts, I mean, good God, he was running through not only big holes, but running past even like Quay Walker, who was his spy. He was just basically saying, no, you're not going to bring me down. I mean, what a night for Jalen Hurts, man.
3: He had over 100 yards in the first quarter. He finished the night uh, Jalen Hurts with 158 yards in a city that's invented the running quarterback like that. Randall Cunningham 30 years ago, who played with Reggie White, and Donovan McNabb, or even when they brought in Michael Vick, they've always had that with the Eagles, you know, ahead of the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, you know, the current heir, Justin Fields now in Chicago. And so Jalen talked about what it's like to now know that you've got more rushing yards in a game in the in the in the franchise history, and the Eagles have been around a long time. Then guys like Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, or even Donovan McNabb.
5: You know, I have a great deal of respect for those guys, the guys that have come before me, um, Randall, uh, Mike, McNabb, and um, just just the way they played the game. I always talk about how I the way they played the game, and you know, to be thrusted into that category and different things, it's um it's a blessing. You know, it's a it's a blessing and. It's a lot of hard work going into it. I have a ton of respect for them and their support. They don't even know how they've affected me, impacted me in my time here. And you know, it's a it's an understatement to say how much I appreciate them because I do. And um, they 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 guided me in in more ways than they don't even know. You know, so I appreciate them, and you know, I appreciate this team.
0: So uh, you know, with all the rushing yards that he put up last night, Mike. I you know, if I'm the Packers. They... What do you look at as far as you know? You, you try to stop Jalen Hurts. You were putting guys on the line. You're running four down linemen. You're putting spies on them. Uh, I know Matt Lafleur had talked about counting arm tackles or broken tackles uh, at halftime. There's like 15 of them already. I mean, this is one of those things where you can blame scheme and such, but do, were these guys just not prepared for the for? Because I mean, I know Collinsworth even stated it. Like, did they realize Jalen Hurts can run the football?
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, and he ended up going for the 158 setting that franchise record No, that's a good question and so Nick Sirianni was asked was this part of your game plan did you see something in Green Bay's defense from their previous games like maybe against the Bills uh, that said hey let Jalen run all night
6: no I
2: mean we didn't you know we obviously got a game plan going in and see what we, we're going to do and that's why you plan all week that's why you go through it those those plays that he makes off schedule, I mean, those are those are bonuses, right? And so you still have your plan that you want to get to and and that you want to do. And so you know, it just it just kind of happened that that he had some big yards off schedule. And that's what Jalen does. That's where he's special, uh, really special. Is he can make that those plays with his feet. You know, to be in a city like this with the quarterback history that this city has, um, you know. It's in that he set a record for most yards by a quarterback rushing. Um, it's pretty special. I mean, there's some that's some unbelievable names um, that he's that he's following there. Uh, kind of
0: felt bad for those guys. All those guys on defense getting hurt while you're running your offensive plays.
2: Feel bad for them. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I, no comment.
0: <laughs> you know, Sirianni, Mike. Uh, on one hand, you can say Jalen Hurts had a tremendous night, and he did. But I guess if I'm Nick Sirianni, I'm going into the postseason going, man, uh, my defense is starting to give up some points.
3: That was in reference to Isaiah McDuffie. Did it look like he was flopping when he went down? I thought it maybe, maybe yeah. he had a concussion. And he got up after the play, and he's walking back toward the center of the field, When and, then he, and the replay showed him just st- kind of stumbled down. Like, right. I didn't think that Joe Barry's defense was smart enough sometimes. To do that, they <laughs> flop, man. You know, just start yeah. flopping to change the momentum. Something, right? Uh, but, but I, I thought they were looking at him on the sidelines that maybe he had a concussion. He did return back to the game. You know, let's face it, too. I mean, Joe Berry's defense is really shorthanded right now, and, and you know this happens in the NFL. But you've lost Rashawn Gary, you've lost your speedy Eric Stokes, and now you got Rasul Douglas out there against you know Quez, um Who's who's who just burned him on that one touchdown play mm-hmm. last night? Darnell Savage goes out early with a foot injury, but Savage is he's been a problem all year. And you know why don't some people suggest that maybe you should move Rasul Douglas back to safety? Keyshawn Nixon and Rudy Ford, smaller guys, but they're playing. They're playing with heart. They're flying all over the field. Uh, the Eagles had a couple of picks off of Aaron Rodgers. Josiah Scott got that tipped pass. And then this undrafted guy, first undrafted guy to ever intercept Aaron Rodgers in his career, this Eric Blankenship from mid-Tennessee, who kind of was a, a walk-on for the Eagles, got that second pick when he was trying to throw to the tight end. And so Nick Sirianni was asked how he thought the Eagles defense played against Green Bay, especially in the first half of the game.
2: We were able to create some, some turnovers, which was really big, um, you know, in the first half. And We were able to hit uh, Aaron Rodgers, and 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 we needed to because he's out. He's unbelievable player. He's outstanding football player. And so we needed to be able to hit him um, and get to the quarterback because we know we have the guys too. Um, I, what I was dis- you know what I was disappointed in the first half is that the offense and the special teams put the defense in some short situations. One was my fault. You know we 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 didn't get it on on fourth down, and I, and I went for it, and then the other one we we had a, a fumble, and so. And then, and then the special teams won. So they're, all their possessions in the first half, they didn't have to go the long way. you know. And, and with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, you don't, you don't want to give him any short fields. Um, and we gave him three. And they made us pay for it. And so... That was dis- I thought we played much better in the second half, um, with the minus the the big play that we gave up to Christian Watson. He can he can really roll, you know. But it, it was what I was more upset with. It was the the position that we were putting the defense in. Now we got to stop them and, and create, you know, four point plays down there on third down in the red zone. Um, Rodgers made a really good play to to Aaron Jones uh, on that scramble. It was second and twenty, you know, so he got him out of a out of a bind right there. But um, I, that's what I was more disappointed in.
0: Mike, uh, you know the uh, the he talked about the Eagles. Don't forget, I mean, the Packers defense got the stop on fourth down, did get the fumble. Quay Walker, da- well, he ran out of gas, but he damn near took it into the end zone. He mm-hmm. the, the defense did make a few plays. I mean, you get a big return from Kayshawn Nixon, and the Packers offense uh, at times went backwards, didn't go forward. So, I mean, as much as we want to blame the defense, this was somewhat of a collective, opportune missed, uh, effort.
3: If you're trying to make a case for Joe Barry then you have to say, you know, he's out. these are rookies, man. These are babies he's got out there against, you know, one of the number one offenses in the NFL this year. So not only have you got Quay Walker out there now running the defense and every snap and, you know, obviously he's in there every snap and he's running all over the field and trying to make all these tackles and trying to figure out, you know, the NFL in his first year. Uh, He's got Kingsley and Agbari, you know, playing the role of Rashawn Gary. And not, and doing a pretty good job, I think, mm-hmm. at times for a lower draft pick. But you know, this is what he's. But the thing that drives me nuts about Joe Barry is is every time you talk to him and he stands up there for fifteen twenty minute press conferences, is you you're looking for how he challenges guys. So I tried to make a very and I we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I was trying to say, can I can I get this guy to challenge at least one player, one guy that they when they were making the decision at Combine that they were going to move on from Zadaria Smith and his bulging disc, uh, that they said, hey, we got Rashawn Gary, we got Preston Smith, and, you know, Jonathan Garvin. That was from Goodikin's mouth. So here we are midseason, and Garvin's like an, in, a healthy inactive a couple of weeks. So mm-hmm. I asked Joe Barry, what do you need to see from Jonathan Garvin? Now, most of the time, from a Matt LaFleur or a Mike McCarthy or a Dom Capers or anybody, they say, well, you know, he's a young man and he probably needs to work on this part of his game. We'd like to see a little bit more. You know, it's 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 what they're telling the player. And all Joe Barry would say was, "Well, he's a rotational player for us." Right. And and all he does is he keeps praising what a dynamic quarterback Jalen Hurts is and what a threat he is. All he does is tell him about how uh, what a great defensive back Jair Alexander is and premier no one ever seems to ever have to improve things. I imagine he does that behind closed doors, but he's losing this defense, Bill. Where's Kenny Clark, man? Where's Kenny Clark right now? Right. I, 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 I tell you what, in the meantime, he's watching Miles Sanders rush for 143 yards out of the backfield, and here's what Miles talked about what's next for the Eagles.
5: We haven't played our best game yet this year, so... and. That's, that's all we're trying to focus on doing each and every week is just play penalty free, you know, mistake free, turnover free and you know, and just really dominate the whole game. That's our goal each and every week. so and that's what we're chasing. It's not really you know what we did last week. We, we got to do this. It's just chasing uh, greatness every, every week, just trying to be dominant as possible.
0: Well, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break. Mike Clemens on board. We'll wrap things up with Mike on a Monday, the day after a Packers game, Packers loss. Also, don't forget, coming up later on this afternoon, we're going to have coming up tomorrow on the program, you got Luke Fickle being introduced as the new head coach of the Wisconsin Badgers. That is at 4 o'clock Central Time. We'll carry a lot of that tomorrow. We'll talk about it and uh, get more into that then. But uh, Mike Clemens will wrap it up with us. Coming up next on the Bill Michael Show. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin
4: Sports Zone Radio Network. Eagles trying to stay ahead in the division and the race for the number one seed, but Green Bay trying to climb back in it. From five deep, Keyshawn Nixon going to bring it out. Hit it with speed on the right side, and Nixon, good return, still going. Over 50 on the return, he brings it to the 48.
5: We ain't never bowed down, for, we ain't scared of nobody, you know. Just, you gotta keep playing football. Hopefully, end up on the win side, but tonight it didn't.
0: Yeah, uh, where has Keyshawn Nixon been all season long? Holy mackerel, they threw that against the wall, and it certainly is stuck. Uh, hell of a returner. Now, the Packers might have discovered something at least there. Welcome back to the program as we wrap things up with uh, our buddy Mike Clemens. By the way, he's brought to you by the Bay Motel Green Bay. Quiet, cozy, comfortable, just a mile from Lambeau Field. And it's perfect for a family stay. And at the Bay Bay Family Restaurant, I see them online all the time on Facebook. Uh, Different pictures of the different food that they got cooking up, homestyle cooking seven days a week. The Bay Motel, 1301 South Military Avenue in Green Bay. Call them for reservations, 920 Four nine four thirty four forty one nine two zero four nine four thirty four forty one, or go online at Bay Motel That is Bay Motel So, Mike uh, Keyshawn Nixon, man, that guy—he uh, has uh, been impressive as a kick returner.
3: He's been standing on the sidelines with Aaron Rodgers and Adrian Amos and other veterans, saying, "Why in the hell are they still putting Amari Rodgers out there to have muffed punts?" Right? Last night, Bill. Last night, Keyshawn had five returns for a total of 172 yards. 172 yards, the longest one being that one you heard right there, yeah. 53 yards. That's a season for what these guys have had for returners <laughs> right? for a long time. And he's been sitting on your bench up until they finally released Amari Rodgers the other day. It's, you know, it's ridiculous. And he's also your new nickelback. But in the meantime... You gave up 363 yards of rushing to the Eagles. Their quarterback running all over the field, Miles Sanders, uh, and that that sets a Eagles franchise record. That goes back to 1948. Matt Lafleur asked about what happened with your run defensive plan.
6: That's a great question. Um, certainly, we we had a lot of missed tackles. I think we had our guys charted for 15 missed tackles. Uh, that's it's tough to stop anything if you have 15 missed tackles. So, um, you know, it's it, it, they have a great scheme. They've got great players. Uh, we knew this was one of the best offensive lines um, in the National Football League coming into the game. And when you go out there and you got a great scheme with with great players that can go out there and execute, it makes it difficult. And by no means am I. I. It's it's hard to. Look at that number, and and, um, we we got to be better. We got to have a better plan, and we gotta we got to go out there and execute better. We got to tackle better, um, because that just that can't happen in this
0: league. I, you know, it's almost like you could just insert that clip at any game this season, Mike.
3: So the Packers have got five games left, pal, and they're playing yeah. a horrible Chicago Bears team with Justin Fields on the Trevor Simeon, the backup quarterback. I thought maybe they could get a passing game under Luke Getzey. He got hurt in warm-ups. Mike White had a great game of quarterback <laughs> for the Jets. They beat him 31-10. to 10. And you ask LeFleur, what do you want to do with these last five games?
6: It is what it is right now. I don't think we can look any further than our next opponent, which is an NFC North opponent, Chicago Bears. And, we know that, I mean, if, if Justin Fields is there, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of the same stuff we got tonight. So uh, he's, an, he's an incredible quarterback as well. So and a guy that's been tearing up the league the last few weeks in terms of his ability to run and extend plays and create. So just the way my mind works, it's, it's always looking at, at, at where you are, staying in the moment, living day to day. Trying to do the best job you can, try to put the best plan together for our guys, and then demanding the the best out of each individual within our organization.
7: More, please. You had a couple games like this with run defense with the previous coordinator. Again tonight, um, what do you think? What do you think the solution is there with the with the run defense in these games where it just implodes on you?
6: Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to comment too quickly without going through and watching the tape and seeing what we're asking of guys like I said we had 15 missed tackles as well so I think collectively um we got to be a lot better I mean every every individual on the defense and um and it wasn't just the defense I mean we can't turn the ball over um so bottom line is uh, you win as a team you lose as a team it's got to be better period
0: well uh, okay um <laughs> yeah i mean the question is legit i mean look you you know you've changed coordinators your tackling sucks Uh, and the fundamentals of just playing the defense and being an aggressor sucks and there's not much of an answer i think mike what you're playing for now is do you dare say you're trying to just stay out of the basement of the nfc north
3: Uh, yeah uh getting a cool draft pick i think the bottom line is this for matt Lafleur, he's on his third special teams coordinator i think think you're good in that department he's going to be looking for his third defensive coordinator i don't see how joe berry comes back maybe he finishes out the season they're friends these guys work together in washington you know and la Mm -hmm. but i mean really the most the most impressive thing i've seen joe berry do is recommend uh, restaurants in london i mean he was very knowledgeable (laughs) i'm not kidding that's not a joke he blew me away with his restaurant suggestions in london
0: when that's the best thing you've done as a defensive coordinator is go eat, oh boy, no wonder we are where we are. Mike, great stuff as always. Get some sleep, man. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, buddy. Talk to you later. The best thing Joe Barry has done is recommend restaurants in London. That's awesome. It sucks, but it's awesome. Time for us to go. Have a
4: going. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast.